Hey, and welcome to the world of small talk, where we have small conversations with deep implications. I'm your host, Nate Pearson. And I'm Ronald Taylor. And today, we are here. We are present. We have arrived. Welcome back, everybody. today is a new day. The day that the Lord has made, I will rejoice and be glad in it. Indeed. Amen. Amen. (laughs) So, um, speaking of indeed, do you think it's a good job posting board? Yeah. I think so. You think I, it's the go to? I think I actually got one of my current jobs off of Indeed. Same. That's where I work now. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, do you think like co um employers look down at Indeed applications versus submitting a physical application? Mm, I don't know. Um, I think with especially with everything being virtual right now, I think it would just depend on your job. Yeah, because I mean, all of my jobs right now are virtual. And so I don't think it would make a huge difference going straight to the website versus Indeed in that regard. But you definitely run into a different, you know, a different area once it's if you're trying to go in some place to, you know, work physically for them. (laughs) Answer this for me. Have you ever I mean, I think we all have done an application and it asks you like at the very top. You see, submit, attach your resume, and then the next two pages are you filling out everything that's on your, your resume. resume information. Why do you need that? I just Dude. gave you everything. Like so frustrating, and it's so like super frustrating. And some of those, like it isn't optional to like attach a resume. You have to attach a resume and fill that out. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I mean, I would obviously go with my resume every time, but I guess they're trying to ensure that. They have all the information they need, but at the same time, that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, because you would think they would have some sort of like algorithm to where you upload your resume and it just takes the information off of your resume and fills it in for them. Because I think what that is is like it just they're digitizing your information and putting into forms for them, uh, for yeah. them. But it's like, dude, I really want somebody, and I may do this myself just to see on a job that I might not really really want. <laughs> But fill out all that information and then screenshot it and then upload that as my resume. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, uh, thank you guys for tuning in. We are glad you guys are here. It has been a couple of weeks uh, since we've uploaded. So if you guys are caught up and have been waiting for an episode, my sincerest apologies. We just had some technical issues. We had some scheduling issues, just living life, you know, working jobs. Uh, we do not get paid for small talk. And so this is just a hobby of ours to join you on your car ride or, you know, just time that you're listening to a podcast. Um, but hopefully on the two week break, you did get a chance to get caught up if you were catching up. So welcome. Welcome to the now. You guys are officially here. And if you're listening to this as a part of your catching up, shame on you. Do better. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Uh, but we go ahead. It's okay. I've been there. (laughs) I I think the worst experience is when you hop on listening. It's it's great because like it's, but it's also the worst. This is simultaneously amazing and terrible. When you find a podcast that has 200 plus episodes, Mm -hmm. you're like, okay, I have so much content, but at the same time I have so much content and I want to be caught up. And then I just 
I don't know. I end up stopped listening because by the time I get to episode 20, I know I'm never going to catch up. <laughs> well, speaking of catching up, I do have a submission uh, that we got a week or so ago from a good friend of mine named Grayson Lockhart. Uh, she sent an email uh, about the episode seven story that we had. Uh, when we were just talking about sleepwalking and I, we did get the clear to use her name and her brother's name <laughs> in this story. Uh, but so she was giving some information about some sleepwalking stories that she had. And so I'll read this email that she sent us. She said, Hey, I know I'm so late because this episode was like seven episodes ago. Sorry. I'm in the process of catching up. But I'd figure I'd share anyways, because even if you guys don't want to share it with everyone else, I find it pretty interesting and thought you'd think it was funny, especially since you know my family, Ronald. So I used to sleepwalk a ton when I was younger, and I would walk all the way across our house to my parents' room, where my mom would be sleeping, and then I would just stand there and look down at her, which, Grayson, that is so creepy. <laughs> like, if if I was laying in bed and woke up, to complete darkness and having the faint light of my child standing over my bed, staring at me, especially with like crazy bedhead, you're going to catch a swift punch to the throat. <laughs> like I, I love you, my child, but you are getting punched. <laughs> and hopefully that'll <laughs> rid you of your sleepwalking thing because that is so creepy to me. But so, uh, she said she'd wake up and ask me what was wrong, and if she could hear what I was saying, she knew I was awake. But if she couldn't, <clears throat> she knew I was a, she knew I was sleepwalking, and she would just tell me to go back to bed, and I would turn and walk out. My dad used to say I creeped him out because he would still be up watching TV, and I would walk by him like a zombie, like a zombie, straight to my room <clears throat> or straight to my mom in bed. Sorry. And yes, your your dad is a smart man. <laughs> In middle school, my parents gave me a loft with a bed on the top, so I think that put a stop to the sleepwalking. Pretty smart. So if any of you deal with sleepwalking, just get a loft bed. You'll either have a broken <laughs> collarbone or it'll solve your problems. Or both. Yeah. <laughs> Ladders make it a bit more complicated. I'm not sure how my mom was okay with her kid just standing over her and staring at her in the middle of the night, but here to say, if it was my kid, I would have probably slapped the mess out of him. <laughs> yes. Very fair. Um, that is, yeah, patience of Job right there. Uh, anyways, it gets better. One evening, I remember getting ready for bed in my room, and I think I was actually climbing into my bed, and my brother's room is just down the hallway from mine. Well, I'm about to go to sleep, and I hear the sound of water being poured coming from their room, and I'm thinking, that's odd. What could be spilling? So I walk in, flip the light switch on to find my brother, the older of the two who slept on the top bunk, Standing on the ladder of their bunk bed, just hosing the whole room down. Like, <laughs> that is unbelievable. <laughs> and uh, let me get back to it. There we go. And uh, said, I could not believe it. I asked him what he was doing, and he just replied, peeing, which, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he was telling the truth. I could not stop laughing. I ran and got my mom and told her she needed to see this. She comes back just as my brother's finishing up. So however long he is emptying out his bladder, he just pulls his pants back up. Oh, so this is like, I mean, full, full trowel drop peeing. Pulls his pants back up, turns around, climbs back into his bed. Mom did not think it was as funny as I did. There was pee everywhere. 
on a chair that was in the room, all over the bookshelf cubbies. <laughs> I'm sure it made for an insane and painful cleanup situation. Yeah, at that point, I'm just burning the house down. Like, never do I ever just want to clean up urine out of an entire room. That is unbelievable. Oh, man. Um, my youngest brother, who was on the bottom bunk, slept through the whole thing and luckily <laughs> was not in the target area. <laughs> I was sitting in my room to go to bed because I was not helping. <laughs> it was hilarious to witness, though. Gunner is still an odd sleeper sometimes. He also sleep talks, and sometimes he sleeps with his eyes open. Anyway, now that I've exposed my brother, have a great day. Love listening to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Thank you so much for emailing that, Gunner. I mean, that made my day when I read that. I said Gunner. Grayson. Do you think Gunner that would made ever, my day. <laughs> ever oh, expose himself like so, that? So, so funny. Yeah, and it's cool because, like, you know, I've Ooh. known Grayson and her brothers for a long time. They're, I love their family so much. And so I'm really, really glad that you guys are listening in and, and hearing a bit of what we got to share. But, yeah. And then the sleeping with the eyes open thing, that's also sketchy. Like, I have a couple stop. of friends who nap with their eyes open. And I'm just like, dude, how, how – first off, how are you able to see when you wake up? Because surely your eyes have completely started to shrivel. For real, dried out. I didn't even think about that aspect of it. Oh my gosh. And it's, yeah, it's creepy. Cause it's like, I think they're dead. <laughs> I wonder if they like, when they REM sleep, do their eyes move while they're sleeping with their eyes open? Dude, I have no idea. Yeah. So crazy. So crazy. But speaking of, um, sleepwalking, I used to be an avid sleepwalker myself. Um, I don't know how often I did it, but I mean, I know how often, like three or four times, I slept, walk, and got into the shower. Just really? full on got into the shower. I don't know if I bathed or not because I woke up getting out most of the time. Yeah, that's so crazy. I think you mentioned that on that yeah. episode. It's yeah. so wild. But I was going to transition that into another thing, similar story, because I, I, this triggered this memory. One time, me and my sister, when we were young, we used to sleep in the same room. And I see her get up in the middle of the night. And I don't know if she's sleepwalking. She's probably half asleep. But she goes to the rocking chair and starts to get ready to sit down. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm about to go to the bathroom. I, I was like, no, no, no. Because <laughs> I was writing her to the bathroom. Sorry I exposed her. <laughs> <laughs> That's so crazy. Dude, Um, do you dream often? I know, weird question. I know, we dream every, I know we dream every night. But, like, do you remember your dreams often? see i mean i don't remember because i mean i know i dream and i remember it the next day but then about mm -hmm. a few days i forget it completely and it will trigger something later and i'll remember it but like but I mean, like you know I, you have the dream every about every three or four nights probably really man i i was having this conversation the other day like after i'd had a nightmare and i like i woke up and you know immediately after waking up, I remember every emotion that I had in the nightmare, but I had no idea what it was about. Really? Like, it was so weird. Yeah. Like I woke like up night terrors. Yeah. Well, I don't think it was a night terror. Um, cause I woke up like with my alarm. So it, like it, you know, came all the way up to my alarm and I remember waking up and being like, Ooh, like feeling really uneasy. Yeah. That's and like, thing. like I had a nightmare. Like I like remember. And then like, as soon as I kind of gained consciousness from sleep, all memory of the nightmare gone away, but I still mm. remember the emotion. But dude, I, I think I remember, like, I think I 
consciously know that I had a dream, like super rarely. It's like once every few weeks that Dang. I, I mean, know I, that I have a dream. I won't say it's every three or four nights religiously, but I mean, I, I have dreams and um, I mean, I've had dreams that I've been in the NBA and the NFL. Great dreams. Those are <laughs> dreams. I but like, okay, here's one. Like I had a dream I was in the NFL and for some reason I was playing running back for the Arizona Cardinals, but where the practice stadium <laughs> was, was literally in the middle of like the desert, like not like desert, desert, but like Arizona desert. And I was like, I know they have nice just facilities in this. But... Oh, man. Dude, I got a text from my friend the other day. And he, the, like, I haven't heard from him in forever. And he sent me a text and said, hey, I had a dream last night that I graduated high school and you were the principal. <laughs> Ronald is the principal. And I was like, well, did I do a good job? And he was like, yeah, you're all right. I said, well, I'll let you pass. <laughs> Mid, you are mid principle. But yeah, it's crazy because um, I mean, I think my wife dreams often. You know, like she consistently remembers her dreams and like knows that she has a dream. But I don't like I, like I literally, I'm usually to the point where I'm just going and going and going, and then I lay down to go to sleep, and then I wake up to my alarm, and that's like, that's it. Unless I like wake up in the middle of the night, you know, at anything. Mm-hmm. Usually it's our dog trying to like push me off the bed. Well, I mean, dreams are nice, but I wish I could like lucid dream, like and be involved <laughs> in my dreams. That would be crazy. Can you imagine? Like you're just at the limit of your imagination at that point. I will say the dreams that I do remember, they I've had a couple of lucid dreams and then I've had I've had one dream where I woke up in the middle of the night and then fell back as like went back to sleep and then like purposefully continued my dream mm. and like got right back into it. That's, um, that's the best times I've done that before. Yeah. Like it's so crazy that our minds are, are able to do that. Do you think there's any validity to dreams? Like I know some people, you know, take, I mean, obviously we see this in scripture, you know, we see, men in scripture that have dreams and have visions of what the Lord is communicating to them. You know, I think of Joseph, you know, initially like, do you think there's any validity to dreams now? Like today? Oh, I think so. I think God can give you a dream and you, you know, and portray stuff that's not to come or a deeper understanding of things through dreams. But I mean, on a scientific basis also, I think, you know, dreams are a good reflection of your subconscious. Mm -hmm. Like if you're having, a lot of nightmares, you may be in a distressed state and not even realize it. Or like, you know, if you're having like good dreams, but you can't take that stuff too seriously at the same time, because sometimes dreams are just random and you might interpret something as meaning something when it was just, just a dream. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. Um, Yeah. If you guys are, you know, you guys are listening and if you've got any dream stories, um, thoughts on dreams, you know, any opinions or comments, man, make sure you guys uh, send us an email uh, with your thoughts. And we'd love to, to share it on the podcast and, and have some conversation about it. Yes, sir. I didn't realize that she probably put that submission because I was talking about that sleepwalking stuff in the other podcast. <laughs> and I was like reversing the roles. So maybe we were about to enter an endless cycle of me telling <laughs> my story and then her submitting No, it. you're good. You're good. You're good. Uh, All right, so I have a topic for you. 
I just turned away a girl that didn't have a place to sleep. I'm a 21-year-old female. I live alone. I'm in my last year of school. I was watching a movie, currently 1.41 a.m., and I hear a knock on my door. I don't immediately open it because I'm freaking out. Still am, to be honest, because all my friends live quite far, and they wouldn't come over without telling me first. I speak through the door and ask who it is. A girl's voice answers, and I calm down. I politely ask her what she wants, and her answer freaks me out even worse. She tells me her roommates left a key to her house with the shop owner, but the shop is closed and now she has no place to sleep. I want to say yes, but I blurt out no, sorry, because quite frankly, I don't feel comfortable with letting a stranger I have lit in a stranger. I have lived here for about two weeks, and the only person I know is my neighbor. She tried to plead, but I am adamant in my response, and she says okay and walks away. I feel bad for her. My heart is still racing. Do I do the right thing in saying no? Yeah, heck yeah, dude. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Man, the the place that we live in now, like the time and place that we live in now, you just can't trust anybody. And I hate, like, I hate to say that. Um, you know, I, I really would love to say, oh, yeah, if somebody genuinely needs a place to sleep, like let them crash on your couch until the morning. But it's like, how do you know the validity of their, of their story? You know, like they could literally just try to get in your house, try to harm you, try to steal your stuff. You know, you really, especially if you don't know this person, if you've never had an interaction with them, you know, that is, you are opening the door to home invasion. Like, man, I I saw, I saw a video earlier today and this guy, like, you know, we can see everything now because almost everybody has a ring doorbell. And this guy's like running up to this person's door and he's like banging on their door. And they're like, help me, help me. Like somebody's shooting at me. Like they're trying to shoot me. They're trying to shoot me. And the girl's like, no, like you can't come in. And he's like, dude, I'm serious. They're they're trying to kill me. They're trying to shoot me. And she was like, if you don't stop banning my door, like I'm going to shoot you, <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> and it's crazy because there were no gunshots. Yeah. Like you couldn't hear anything. You know, obviously it's like this guy. And then at the, at the end of it, he just kind of like, are you serious? Like, come on, like what, really? <laughs> and then just walks away. And it's like, obviously he had ill intention. You yeah, know, and you were smart and not opening your door. I mean, you like you you literally just can't trust anybody. You can't let anybody in your house. So yeah, I mean, stay on guard. Don't be stupid. You know, help people when you can. I mean, I went. I literally went and got gas yesterday. This guy and his his friend came up to me, and they were just like, "Hey, like we don't want to ask you for money, but like, could you get us some food?" And like for me, if I've got like money to spend like money, like spare change. Like I will help somebody and get them a meal, you know? And so they were, he was super adamant. He's like, look, I was at sheets. He's like, look, man, like, I just want a hot dog. He's like, I think hot dogs are like two for a dollar right now. You know, can you get us a hot dog? I was like, yeah, absolutely. So we went inside, you know, I got them each two hot dogs, spent a whopping $3 and 39 cents to get them two hot dogs, you know, paid for it. And then they got their hot dogs and they were on their way. Like I will gladly go out of my way you know, spend the extra two minutes and $3 to help somebody get some food. Mm-hmm. But man, you know, other than that, it's like, don't, don't put yourself in harm's way, you know, go, go out, help people. You know, the Lord is pretty adamant about saying, man, help people who are in need because they could be an angel in disguise. You know I mean? He's just saying like, go make sure that you're, you're loving and serving other people as Christ does, but don't be stupid. You know, doesn't say that, but that's just <laughs> a given. Don't be stupid. Turn that person away. They'll get it figured out somehow. 
you know, because I mean, you can call your roommates or knock on the door. Like it, there just seems to be holes in that story, you know. Yeah, I mean, you definitely got to keep your head up, uh, or head. That's not what I'm trying to say. You got to keep your, you know, your your head on straight, because there's a lot of people that are out here. Um, they're really just trying to get over on people. I can't really say anything you didn't say, but um. You don't know who else was outside that door. Like you can see mm-hmm. through at a peephole if you have something, maybe, but you don't know who's on either side hiding or could a bull rush the door. You never know. Yeah, yeah, so crazy, man. I, people, people have come up to my door sometimes, but for me, like one, I'm a male. Yeah, and so if anybody tries to do anything, I have a little bit more leeway. Um, and two, like I'm usually carrying. You know. Yeah. This girl's by herself at 2 a.m. Yeah, you did the right thing. Like, don't don't open your door I, for anybody. Communicate to them through the door. And if anything gets sketchy, like, don't hesitate to call the police and get somebody to come check out. I had someone ring my doorbell at 2 a.m. And it, I was younger, but, I mean, it's probably this 15 to 17-year-old girl. And she was like, can I use your phone? And I just woke up. So I was like, yeah. But I stepped outside. And I stood mm-hmm. out there the whole time she used it because, like, I'm not allowed to let someone run off with my phone. <laughs> like, because people she runs off that. my phone, she catching a tree branch to the head. <laughs> yeah, and she was like, "I need to call a ride." I don't know if she was trying to ditch school or what, because she should have been there. I mean, but yeah. I was like, "Okay," and she just she called a ride and walked down the road, and <laughs> I guess she eventually got where she needed to go. But it's a weird situation. Yeah, I had I had some and I like I'm petty, dude. Like I <laughs> if somebody needs to use a phone, like they'll do whatever they can to make it happen. And so I was I was outside of Walmart one time and this guy came up to me and asked to use my phone. And I was like, "Yeah, I can make a call for you and then hold it in my hand on speakerphone." You know, like if it's that serious, but I'm I'm not going to let somebody, you know, take my phone and, and run off with it, you know. Yeah. No, I agree. It's a smart thing to do. Oh, well, um, how do I tell my boss to know when he asked me to come in on my day off? I get very anxious about these situations. I'm not assertive. Recently he asked me to come in on a day I already took off. I said yes because I had nothing planned. Let's say I do have plans. How would I politely say no? That's easy. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, dang, no. Anybody what? listening, like, no, you I'm, are you are not obligated to go in on your day off. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm all about hard work. You need to, you know, do what you need to do. But at the end of the time, it's a negotiation between you and a company. You do not mm-hmm. owe anything to that company. Like, besides the work that you agreed to do, like mm-hmm. anything beyond that, you are like, yeah, go go above and beyond, but do it within your role and within what's reasonable. Because you should never like just because of it. The company's going to abuse it. Is what I'm trying to say. They're yeah, going to let you take on more roles. They're not going to increase your pay or increase your um, position because you're doing it as it is now. Why would they do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, you know, and I think there are there there's a good characteristic and a good trait of an employee that's willing to come in on their day off. Like, don't get me wrong. And I think, you know, Nate was really adamant to try to communicate that. Well, you know, I think there, there are, you know, we are called to be hard workers. We're to give everything, you know, to what we're doing, but 
if you have plans, right, you have other things, other obligations that you've already committed to, like you start running into other territories of like, yeah, but if you say yes to work, now you're canceling on other things, right? Whether that be time with your family, like that you've already committed to, time with your friends, you know, things like that. Like those are also important things and you've already given your word. Yeah. Right. So make sure that you are you exactly. know, dedicated and diligent to keep your word in that regard. Because yeah, like they will they will manipulate and abuse your like your work and your loyalty and your availability if you just keep saying yes to everything. You know, yeah. like you you have to learn not to be a yes man. And not everywhere is like that, but there's a lot of jobs that are. And it's one thing if they're like, hey, if you're at a job talking about doing different roles, if they're like, hey, can you do this this time for me? We just need some help. Yeah, sure, I'll do it. You know, if it's like a one time mm-hmm. thing or a couple of times, but if they're like, Hey, can you take this responsibility over and just keep monitoring that on top of your normal work? Like if you say yes to that and you haven't negotiated anything for your benefit, you're just going to take on the work and it's going to be harder for you at your job. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Don't be afraid to communicate like your desires and your needs with your employer. Exactly. You know, because one, if you're at a place where you can't do that, I would be looking for another place of employment because that that's a red flag. You know, that's, that's a position of, of toxicity in the workplace because they could say no and be like, well, you know, this is another, it's a kind of like a lateral move thing. It's not too much on your plate. Like take things with a grain of salt. Don't be like, oh yeah, everything that you ask me to do, I'm going to say no to because I'm not getting paid more. Yeah. No, that's, that's the extreme. Yeah. Gauge, gauge things normally. And if you feel like I'm getting kind of overwhelmed and this is a lot, have that conversation because the worst thing they can do is say no. Right. And so yep. if you're doing these things and it's like, Hey, I'm I'm not being fulfilled. Like this isn't, I'm not able to get my bills paid and this isn't working for me. And they're not willing to increase your pay. That's your next step to look for something else. You know, I know looking for other work is such a daunting thing, but there's tons of jobs out there, you know, especially in this day and age, like, there are so many jobs that people aren't working because one, they just don't want to work. Um, or two, like they are, they've had to lay people off and they're slowly coming back in, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, be good. I was gonna say, I do agree. There's a lot of jobs out there like right now, but I wanted to run this by you, see what your thoughts are. Cause I don't know where I stand on it yet. Um, mm-hmm. I was reading this one guy's post and I've seen a few other people say stuff like it where they've applied to like so many jobs and they've even applied to like McDonald's and they didn't submit. They did. They said they scaled their resume back to look less, lesser than, because obviously Mm -hmm. if I go to apply for a McDonald's with a doctor's degree degree, they're probably not going to hire me. Um, just cause I'm not suited for that role. So stuff like that. But they said that 70% of the people, um, then it, or, um, it was like 70%, um, turned them down and 30% didn't respond. No, I, I totally agree because you, myself and my wife were in that boat this year, which yeah. is so crazy. And I think one thing that we heard, um, so obviously don't know the validity of it, but one thing that we heard was that during COVID jobs had to have specific jobs listing to prove that they were trying to hire people. That's what I was to about re- to to receive like grant money. Yeah. Um to in order to receive like covid relief money. 
And so I think that is a, I think that's a real thing that's happening. Um, but I also think people are legitimately hiring too. It's just, yeah, you know, you, you really got to put yourself out there, out there in order to get some type of response, which sucks. I mean, that, that is definitely a horrible reality. And I think is one of the downfalls to virtual hiring, you know, instead of going in and being able to meet and have a conversation with a hiring manager and going from there. Um, but I definitely wouldn't let that get you down, you know, continue to, to throw everything out there. No, I definitely agree. And, um, that's where I was going with it. I wonder how many of the job postings are like bluff posts, you know, that like, mm-hmm. they're like, they're doing, have those postings and saying they're short staffed so they can receive government funding. Um, yeah. but anyway, I just wanted to see what your thoughts on that were. thought it was interesting. Yeah. And if, um, I know, I know some of you might be looking for jobs right now, uh, be really hyper aware of scams on indeed and all these other places because they are, they're rampant and a lot of what they are, um, especially in the, the marketing field and things like that, where it requires you to come in with a skill, um, they'll kind of put out stuff and say, Hey, like this is a hypothetical thing. How would you deal with this? Or what would you write for this? And how would you kind of interact? Well, a lot of these places are going in and doing that. And so when, when applicants come in and write hypothetical things, they're actually literal things that they need help with. And they're getting free work Mm. from people trying to apply for these jobs. So one thing that, um, that my wife did was she was like, Hey, this is something that I've already written. I'll submit this to you instead of doing what you want because my services aren't free, you know, and that actually has gotten her uh, further into stuff. And so be aware of that, you know, definitely don't get taken advantage of by people hiring, especially when you're kind of desperate for a job, you know, willing to do anything to kind of get your foot in the door. Um, Don't be afraid to, to use things that you've done in the past um, or even other hypotheticals. And, you know, be transparent with that. Like, I don't want anybody stealing my material. So I'll submit something or I'll write something completely different. But just be be aware. Don't give any sensitive information to people, you know, until you're fully in, you know, to a legitimate company. Do your research on companies. Make sure you check websites. Make sure you check like Glassdoor and LinkedIn's and Indeed and look at reviews from other people that have worked for these companies before you give any information. 100%. Very well put. We're just trying to, you know, give you some common sense out here in these streets. Yeah. It's hard <laughs> out here in these streets, man. These virtual streets. These virtual streets. <laughs> uh, so this says my mom, 45, believes in crystals and vaccines. Though that kind of threw me for a loop off of it. But my mom believes in crystals and vaccines. It's good that she vaccinates herself and me. But I want her to stop buying crystals because they cost 1,200 pesos, like 20 to 25 dollars, a blank rock, um, an expletive rock. Um, I love her very much, (laughs) but how can I tell her to stop? See, it sounds like you got a Hispanic mama. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And man, that that's just that culture, dude. Like it's so tough when you live in a culture that put so much stuff in, in the supernatural outside of the Lord, you know, yeah. when you put it into energy and vibes from crystals and, and things like that. And yeah, it's tough because especially if you're not financially well off, people can sink all their money, you know, into these supernatural things that really have nothing to offer them, yeah. you know? And it's like it's the only true. thing that, 
that offers anything to us is, is saving faith through Jesus, you know, in his grace. Amen. Amen. It, it's tough. And so, yeah. How, how do you navigate that? Well, well you take all them rocks and you go throw them in a river. <laughs> skip them like stones. <laughs> what's, what's better buying rocks or buying rock? <laughs> I don't know. It just depends on how, uh, what your adverse effect is <laughs> <laughs> to rock, I guess. Um, yeah, not advocate, not advocating for doing drugs here. No, uh, no. Don't, <laughs> no, don't do crack, crystal meth, cocaine, anything. Don't do any of that crap. You better name all of them because um, if you don't name one, you're saying that one's okay. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. No, 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 no. I'm just playing. Um, yeah, that's, that's definitely a Stay tough away. scenario. You know, it, it's so hard. Like, to see family members like I've got family members that aren't believers, you know, they're not Christians. Some of you listening may not be Christians and it's hard because we have, we have such a deep rooted hope, you know, and who Jesus is and what he offers us. And at the end of the day, as believers, you know, we are not, we, we don't believe in the prosperity gospel. We don't believe that the Lord is going to, to bless us abundantly and riches here on this earth, you know, yes. because he, we, so many of our church fathers, you know, these men that we see in scripture, man, they mess up, they make mistakes and they, they get hard off, you know, like the Lord allows them hardship to lean further into himself. I mean, we're, we we're going through Galatians. We just finished Philippians and Paul has had it rough, you know, but he's so faithful and he's consistently saying rejoice, like rejoice in all things. Like the joy of the Lord is, is far better than anything this world could got to offer us, you know, in our weakness, he is made strong. Yeah. And so when, when we look at this, we sit there and go, okay, things are sucking right now, but what hope do I have? Well, the hope that I have is if this leads me, like the worst thing could be death, right? And if this leads me to death, I have hope because I know that death is gain, right? Yep. And I'll receive eternal riches in heaven. I'll be in the presence of the Father for eternity. No sin, no darkness, no pain, no suffering, no sadness, no anger, right? We'll be made perfect in glory and perfection. And things on this earth seem nothing compared to that. But if you don't have hope, like if your hope resides in a crystal, like, and there's nothing there, like I'm going to buy more crystals because the crystals that I have aren't doing it. <laughs> you know, they're not working for me. <clears throat> and you're really, you know, you're really submitting to the luck of the draw or even worse, like the forces of Satan, right? Sure. Like there's still, there's dark spiritual warfare happening like underneath our noses. Yeah. And so, true. but at the end of the day, like Satan offers us nothing. You know, like the enemy offers us nothing but but pain and despair. I mean, we we see so many stories, we see books, we see movies, you know, all consistently, even secular, right, that deal with the devil. And it's always something that seems good to begin with, but is always too good to be true. Exactly. But that's, that's not the case with the Lord. You know, I, I've never met anybody who says they regret the time that they spent in pursuing the Lord. Even people that have denounced the faith or quote unquote deconstructed or anything, they say, yeah, well, I mean, there are good things that have happened and there are good things there, but I just don't believe it in anymore. But they never said anything about paying a consequence for it because there yeah. aren't any because no. it's ultimately true. I mean, even Rhett and Link, like on their podcast, you know, we're like, at the end of the day, we don't know if this is true or not. And if it does, you know, I hope we end up coming back to it. <laughs> and it's like, if you if you could say something like that so definitively, why not? Like, why aren't you there? You know, and it's because a lot of people can't understand it. Well, 
If we understood everything, there would be no need for faith. And so, yeah, I'm just going off on a tangent here. No, it's no, a great tangent. Um, but in that, you know, those rocks aren't going to offer anything. And so the best suggestion in that is like, man, seek Jesus, seek truth. And for anybody that's dealing with that, like if you have an, a grandparent or a parent or a sibling or a friend that's dealing with these things, like the truth of the gospel will be evident and be seen through whatever they're seeking for. Yeah. Right. Like our joy will be seen by other people if we're pursuing the Lord rightly. Small work podcast or small talk podcast, half small talk, half sermons. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a great thing. Uh, but I guess that wraps up about all we have to say. Um, I guess this will be the time for the altar call. Uh, if you <laughs> yeah. are you got your guitar, that, can you start playing the keys really softly while I speak to get people emotionally charged? The people can't see it, <laughs> but the guitar. Here, I'll I'll break mine out too. <laughs> oh what? Oh, we can both. <laughs> We're having a full. Hold on. Oh, full. All right, come to the altar. Ah, <laughs> uh, well. We appreciate you listening to the Small World or Small Talk Podcast. I said Small World twice, but we are part of the Small World conglomerate, just like we are all children of God as we gather together here. Um, (laughs) Find us us on all places you can find podcasts. Give us a five-star review or leave a like, whichever the platform calls for. We appreciate all support. And we will support you back in terms of great content. So that is all we have for you today. But we will see you next week on the Small Talk Podcast. Didn't say Small World. Yeah, Small Talk. And Lord willing, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, Yeah, please, you know, give us a rating. Give us some feedback on on media. You know, give us a share. Tell your friends. Uh, We definitely want to, you know, continue to grow. So we love you guys. We're thankful. Oh, oh, sorry, what? I didn't mean to cut you off. I was going to say, what's uh, that email? Oh, yeah. So we love you guys. We're thankful for you guys. And you can reach us at smalltalk.smallworldmedia at gmail.com. All right. Well, I guess that's, there's nothing else to say. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to drag this out for another five minutes. <laughs> Peace. Bye, guys. Have a good week. A rich man's world.